Hello everyone, welcome back to the stream. There's already a hundred of you waiting for us to get going. Um, today we're going to be reading chapters 4 through 6 from the 5th arc of ReZero. And we have a debut of a few new characters here too. We're going to briefly go over introductions once again before we get started here. Hello everyone! Uh, voice changer Hollow is Anastasia's VA confirmed. You'll just have to wait and see, my guy. You'll just have to wait and see. We have a lovely lineup of casts here today. Some of them are old faces from last reading, some of them are brand new. So without further ado, let's go right down the line and get introductions out of the way. We have a bit more people here today. Some are just listening, some are participating. So let's get right into that. Also, thank you Professional Sleeping Bag for the $20 dono and Speaker Illustrations for becoming a channel member. Welcome aboard. Let's start our introductions. We have a new person here. Can say what's up, Allie. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Ali VA, and I'm going to be playing Anastasia Hoshin, and I'm also going to be narrating for Chapter 5 today. Hello, I am Gigi. I suppose. Hello, my name is Kyles, and I will be your Amelia again, and Ram. Hey guys, I'm Super, and I'll be voicing Garf, and I'm here to skip school. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jace. I'm not going to be playing anything today, but I am the sound director. Hi guys, Hollow here. I'm going to be voicing everyone's favorite knight, Julius. Hi everybody, my name is Nugget and I'm Mimi! Hello everyone, I'm Wolfclaw, also known as Wolf, and I'm voicing Natsuki Subaru, again. For some reason. It's me. It's your boy, Kanda, playing Best Boy Auto. You already know. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It's just your humble Wulu, sleeping Wulu here. I will be playing Regulus Corneus, but not today because I'm going to be narrating for Chapter 4, and I'm really happy to be here. Hello, I'm Pakirli. I'm voicing Reinhard von Estrella, but not today. I'll be narrating on Chapter 6. And I'm Gold, and I'm going to be voicing both Roswell and Joshua uh, Jaculius. Yeah. We have another dono from uh, Devotion, I think that says. Thank you all for the read. Keep up the good work. We're trying. We're trying. Um, we're all going to chug jug with all of you during this reading. It has to come I'll out at least once. That's yeah, okay, at least once. Um, but yeah, just to go over some housekeeping, I guess, before we get into this reading. I got the chat lined up this time, guys. I didn't forget about the chat this time around. No, it's here. So if you guys become a channel member, if you guys don't know or ask questions during the stream, since we are going to be fully immersed in reading, that's why Anastasia's little icon is there. Um, I'm going to be reading all that in between chapters. We have brief like 10 to 15 minute discussions. I believe Lightning's going to be coming in around a half hour late. So whenever he comes in, we'll just have a brief talk with everybody you know, give them a chance to rest and recover for the next chapter, especially if they have a prominent role as we're reading here throughout. Um, we also have a slightly updated version of the Witch Cult translations that we'll be using just so that we don't flub up lines if there's any errors or whatnot. So what we're reading might be a bit different from what you're following along with if you are reading along with us. And yeah, without further ado, if everybody in this call is ready to roll out, we can go ahead and start with chapter four. I'm ready. 
Let's go. Enthusiasm. Let's I like it. Go. Let's do it. Let's go. It took them three days before they set out for Pristella. I respect Amelia-sama's decision, and there's nothing urgent for her to do here, so I'm amenable to it. Though it is worrying that their intentions are unreadable. The meeting of the Western Lords. Conference between Margrave Roswell and the other lords under the banner would be taking place in the mansion of the most neutral lord among them. Lords were generally compliant to Roswell's deed, but some definitely voiced some objection and unease about his support for Amelia. Most of the lords welcomed Roswell's policy of demi-human favoritism, rather equality for demi-humans. Half-elves were not commonly regarded as demi-human. For the past year, they had succeeded in getting some lords to support her superficially. Both discussions and deals. This conference was, in part, to establish a podium for her to speak with the lords who still refused her out of stubbornness. Oswald was leaving the mansion empty to set up that groundwork. I'm sorry. I honestly wanted to attend the meeting too, but... It would backfire. The purpose of this meeting is so that you may speak with them later. Meaning that it would be foul play to reveal you at the stage. However, if you could calm the confusion and silence the rebelling lords with some massive piece of oration, that would be nice. I don't think I can manage that yet. Okay, I'll behave. Amelia pursed her lips and cast her gaze down in frustration. Roswell nodded at her, satisfied. Peru did not want to object to Roswell's somewhat sarcastic tone. At least it meant the guy was speaking with her much more sincerely. It was infinitely better than last year, when Roswell had blatantly treated Amelia as an accessory and kept away from the political issues. So Amelia had divulged to Subaru after he complained about it. Roswell made for a far more dependable supporter now that he was being proactive. Since his motives were questionable, it was only half as beneficial as it initially seemed. Assuming that Petra's definitely going to the meeting, who's left in the mansion? And Rose and her associates will be attending. I doubt there will be any issues if Clinton Kuhn is present, considering his favoritism for Petra. I was attending to leave Frederica here, since she gets along poorly with him. What about you, Ram? I shall accompany you as you desire, Roswell-sama. You say, as you desire, but it's totally your desires talking. Emma made a staunch supporter of Roswell's, but was far less hesitant to insist upon her own desires now. Oswald seemed to accept it without thinking it strange. The relationship of one-sided dependency looked to have changed. The atmosphere of mutual dependency around them was gone. It felt like they actually understood each other now. But it was unclear whether it was beneficial to have someone around who empathized with Roswell. What are you staring at? Say anything thoughtless and I'll mash your eyes into paste, Barasu. Nisama, in your mind, just how incessant am I exactly? Hmm. 
Ra made an extremely complicated expression. It wasn't because it was a tricky question. That was just her expression whenever Subaru called her Nisama. She did not dislike it, but it did not feel legitimate. As she had yet recovered her memories of Rem. Those years of being worshipped by her little sister were still lost to the void. It would worry me if it were only Amelia-sama and yourself leaving. But I'm sure that you'll be fine with Garfield and Otto-kun accompanying you. Otto-kun will keep you from bumbling into any horrendously awful agreements, and Garfield will solve the worst of problems by pulverizing them while you flee. But I think that would really cause a lot of trouble. I'll do my best to keep it from coming to that. Haha! <laughs> Leave pressure in them to me, Amelia Tan. I'll be right on them, whereas Anastasia-san, or Julius. There's this chatty witch I know who's taught me all about people dodging important topics in conversation. I'm not sure if that's something to brag about. Subaru shot Amelia a thumbs up and grinned, teeth sparkling. Naturally, Amelia knew that Subaru was joking around to relax her. Had built enough trust over the past year for that much understanding at least. Now, Beatrice, I can trust that you look after them. Of course, in fact. You can't rest easily about any of these people where Betty not with them, I suppose. Beatrice's pigtails bobbed as she puffed out her chest. Her adorable attitude put a smile on everyone's face. She herself looked nothing more but displeased. Regardless, this conversation over, they decided to leave for Pristella. Uh, I can just, re just read it this. over, yeah. Ask for the Water Plumage Pavilion once you arrive. That is where Anastasia-sama awaits you. Don't keep her waiting! With that, Anastasia's subordinates had left Roswell Manor. They would return to Pristella first to inform Anastasia that the invitation has been accepted. Take care. You take care too, Garf. I'm gonna be super on edge waiting, so you better come. Hell about you's being on edge, but I gotcha. These guys ain't got a hope without my amazing self. We'll settle this there. Get your neck ready for the rope. Huh? Okay, I'll get it super ready. This cute little exchange between Nini and Garfield had been particularly notable. Garfield had been so wary of the two during their stay, but going by Mimi's attitude, it felt like his fears had been misplaced. Rather, it felt like Mimi was extremely affectionate when making friends. He had started calling him Garf, out of nowhere, so perhaps Anastasia's invitation wasn't really hostile. You may have won Mimi over, but I... I myself shall not yield so easily. Said Joshua, trying to remain stoic while following his cheerful bodyguard. He kept the tight grip on his arm, yanking him down and forward as she bounced ahead. His expression was dead serious, all of it. It was kind of comical. Even Subaru had fostered enough kindness over the past year not to inform him of the fact. Joshua Kun, will you be okay? You have such a lovely outfit, but the sleeve seconds from coming off. Please don't worry. There's no need for concern. Subaru could understand the poor boy's feelings. The angel in attendance could not. Amelia spoke out of sense. 
sincere concern for Joshua, who could not raise his voice and instead tried to pry Mimi off, looking miserable. Mimi was exceptionally stronger than Joshua, his efforts amounted to not. My brother may call you his friend, but I believe he is being far too kind, which is one of his virtues. I believe it my job as his younger brother to compensate for that, so you best not expect any mercy from the Jaculius family. What? You already stopped with the I myself thing? P please pay attention to what I'm saying, trying to make a fool of me. Not a very pleasant man, are you? I'm more worried about you forgetting your place as ma your master's messenger. If you deride people in public, it'll probably wind up as a black mark on the Draculius family. Joshua's face paled, but Subaru wasn't just trying to criticize him. Subaru was far higher at risk for insulting people in public anyway. Not that Joshua would know that, but Natsuki Subaru being Natsuki Subaru had reason not to tell him. Subaru, stop bullying younger kids. I'm so sorry, Joshua-kun. Subaru's... He can be like that. No, I was truly being impolite. I apologize. Just I? Ow! Ow! That hurts Amelia tongue! Subaru immediately started criticizing Joshua again, when Amelia grabbed his ear and yanked it without mercy. Joshua saw tears rise in Subaru's eyes, and, satisfied, decided to leave the conversation there. A deep breath, Joshua boarded his dragon carriage, but since lingers were pulling the vehicle rather than dragons, you would really say it had been a dog carriage which he had boarded onto. Perhaps dog races were a thing. Hmm. Might be worth it to introduce some forms of entertainment, like horse racing and stuff? Subaru's ideas that made use of his unique knowledge from the 21st century never graduated from his imagination. Maybe he should consider utilizing his knowledge more seriously. First, he needed to judge what the pros and cons of popularizing horse racing would be, and... What's wrong, Subaru? You look like you're thinking of something really devious. I've got a rare flood of ideas from my unique knowledge from the 21st century. Like an explosion of Subarisms! Oh! You thought of another new topping? I like the mayonnaise, and I like the tartar sauce too. This time I'm thinking of something unique, in a way that the populace would never conceive. Incidentally, the Roswell Mansion carried a stockpile of tartar sauce, just like it had mayonnaise. Pretty much everyone liked it, but it failed to satisfy Subaru entirely. With all the chit-chat carried on, Joshua and Mimi got ready to leave, and their carriage began moving. Did not sit on the coachman's seat to drive. Instead, Mimi just mounted one of the two ligers and controlled their course directly. Her white robe fluttered as she smiled cheerfully. Okay, see you two in Garf later! He pleasantly saw Mimi off and waved goodbye to worry Joshua through the window too. Two days after seeing them off, Subaru and the others left for Pastella. Okay, it'll take us over ten days to get there, even if we hurry. Well, we have no real need to hurry either, so let's relax and take our time. Nobody had any objection to Otto's plan. He was the one most accustomed to traveling among them. He was probably the standard for physical resilience among the group. They traveled at a pace that would put no strain on them, then everyone should enjoy a safe journey. Considering the carriage's load, 
We'll have Fru-Fru and Prostorosh-Chan pull the carriage. And since we plan not to camp anywhere, we should be fine with only the bare minimum of emergency supplies. Just sitting there in the carriage the whole time is no good for your body, Otto, bro. If that's what you think, you're always free to leave the carriage and run, Garfield. Yup, that's what I'll do. That's what you'll do? But this little scene of unusual banter between Garfield and Otto shocking Amelia. Journey to Pristella begun. But, having said that, the journey itself proceeded without issue. They had some trouble once they crossed borders into Non-Mather's territory when passing through other lords' gates, but the issue was more or less resolved by flashing the Mather's family crest or showing Amelia's presence. This itself was liable to stir up trouble too. They came across no one plotting anything nefarious during their journey. When wild dogs or witch beasts appeared on the road, foolishly trying to attack the dragon carriage. Perfect. Been wanting to smack some critters around. Garfield would violently tear through the group, scaring away the instigating animals. Perfect work as a bodyguard would actually make people sympathetic to those pitiable witch beasts. Even Garfield, terrifying as he was, had to kill downtime by chewing on a knife he had brought, giving him a trace of Gatmo. And seeing him shoot hard sealed to bits was always unnerving. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. This dragon isn't bad, in fact. I will concede that much, I suppose. Narrator? Beatrice, next to Subaru, who held the reins. Perhaps it came as a surprise, but Otto was not the only one tasked with driving. It had taken a year of trying, and a dragon that knew Subaru's peculiarities was able to drive a carriage now. However, dragons in question were Parfait and Otto's dragons, Rufro, were both well acquainted with Subaru. Besides them, only other dragons at Roswell's mansion kept were Rascal and Peter. Obviously, Subaru was familiar enough with them to give as far as to name them. How about less conversation and more helping me with the reins? Patrash is abounding in lovely spirit. I'm sure she'd be nice to you too, Bearco. I'd rather not, in fact. Actually... Actually, that dragon is definitely brimming with Sylvia Betty, I suppose. She doesn't consider me a friend, in fact. What are these horrendous lies about motherly spirit, I suppose? Hey, I can't you al allow you bad-mouthing Patrache. I'll never let anyone insult Amelia Tan, Rem, you, or Patrash. Include me on your list, but still won't let me, I suppose. Even if you're someone on this list, you're being naughty! Beatrice tried to escape, but it was impossible to do so on the narrow platform designed for the driver. Subaru grabbed her by the scruff of the neck and drew her near, setting her on his lap as she struggled. Attempting to sentence her to tickle torture, a strand of her hair brushed out across his nose, making him sneeze dramatically. The carriage swerved. Natsuki-san, don't let them do anything odd! If they exit the divine protection of wind evasion, we're all going to have a terrible time with the motion sickness! 
Sorry! Bearco was being so much fun that I just... Try to make this Betty's fault, in fact. Subaru just went and... Stop tickling my nipples! <laughs> I let out a big sigh watching the two as they played. Amelia giggled upon seeing it as well. They really get along so well. <laughs> Not too long ago, I never would have imagined that Subaru and Beatrice would be such good friends. Personally, I can't believe that they were ever apart. It's almost sickly how sweet Beatrice-chan is and how doting Natsuki is. Amelia solemnly, looking like something with a mother or older sister to Otto's eyes, but Otto was not tasteless enough to point it out, or to encourage Subaru's antics. We'll leave them to their jolly good time while we discuss something a bit more important. That is, we will discuss the goals of Anastasia's faction, and how we're going to respond to them. They're not trying to just put us in their debt. The first of three years in the selection have passed, making this the final opportunity to establish definitive groundwork. Once we establish our footing here, we will secure our support base at the meeting of the Western Lords. If you ignore that the other factions had that issue resolved from the beginning, we should be about equal to them in our progress. Where's Anastasia standing right now? Amelia had been estranged from the exact movements of the other factions for a while, because they needed to train Amelia from scratch on how to transition, let her acquire the skills she needed, rather than the panic with needed information. Oswald and Otto, internal affairs understood that and presented it as reasoning to focus her attention elsewhere and now they also understood that it ought to be safe to remove some of those restrictions on this journey so Otto nodded to Amelia and started organizing the facts in his head first we will discuss the support of the candidates as of the present initially Duchess Krush Karsten and Anastasia Hoshin were generally seen as the sure winner in the competition the other three factors, including yours, if you'd allow me to be blunt, they're somewhat seen as space fillers. Mm-hmm. I can't deny that. But from what you're saying... Exactly. Common opinion has changed over this last year. Because the other three factions, starting with yours, have made notable achievements. Most conspicuous achievements for Amelia's camp, predictably, were the defeat of Sloth and the White Whale. Cruchet's camp had been one leading the offensive against the whale. Cruchet herself had publicly stated just how great the contribution of Natsuki Subaru the knight had been to the effort. The other factions had helped. Subaru had spearheaded the subsequent sloth offensive in the blink of an eye. The achievements drew public attention to Amelia, who had been initially discarded. Amelia also stood out negatively due to her heritage. Her for worse. Amelia was widely acknowledged as the topic of many gossip and rumor. Other unknown candidates, Felt and Priscilla, also attracted similar attention. Priscilla Braille done remarkable work after inheriting land from her deceased husband. Brea Braille, she used Gunica's unfortunate position as a nation bordering the long hostile Balochian Empire to her advantage instantly made allies of the neighboring territories in the confusion. A near magical stroke, she pacified Falchia, made allies of the lords. She then revitalized lands that had been ruined by war. 
such a short time frame, she had definitely shown good prospects. She also had overwhelming attitude and her looks going for her. Although Makunika grew more and more supportive of her by the day. Meanwhile, compared to the other candidates, Felt was overshadowed by her knight, Reinhard von Astera, had also had to deal with the territories of the Astera family. The title of Sword Saint, as overwhelmingly famous as it was, was not especially useful when choosing a new ruler. The attitudes of the local lords, including those of Estrella Domain, had veered closer to distrust and caution. A girl named Felt, who had overcome this poor situation quite unexpectedly, would have been consulted the powerful nobles who could stymie the other candidates. He assembled those who had resigned from office and commoners in the was very good at picking out those with hidden aspirations or talented people who had never been given a chance. Never mind the rumors about her having royal blood. He could identify people's talents and assign them to a post. Is perhaps the most important quality in a leader. In that small trigger, the Estrella household and its surrounding territories burst into activity. The onlooking lords started to change their tune little by little. It was still just a small spark. She was definitely carving herself a place in history. Nobody important in this nation was ignoring her. And that's where each faction stands currently. Our faction is quite notable for its achievements, but the other two parties have a more stable foundation. Though, I believe that we could disregard that if the Great Rabbit Offensive were officially acknowledged. Otto-kun, you're saying the same things as Subaru. But, maybe this means it's safe to take a narcissistic view. And say that we're about to be in the middle. For now, at least. Yeah. But, there have been some changes on Duchess Karsten's front. Ones that are actually to our benefit. To our benefit? Yes. Duchess Krush Karsten has lost some of her luster over this year, and as if she is a different person. She used to be stern in both public and private affairs, someone that the supporters of the previous Duke Karstens couldn't help but accept. Something had changed the quality of her politics and policies. She had become less decisive and gave off a plain soft impression. Her spread around that she had a to serve the unwomanly role of Duchess. Her true colors had finally come through. She was apparently busy dealing with some unsatisfied subjects of boards, even calling upon the previous retired Duke's assistance. People were certain that she would win this election, being that she had secured the first achievement with the White Whale Offensive, but it's unclear what exactly led to her downfall. Amelia-sama, be sure to keep vigilant. I see... Amelia lowered her eyes, full of gloom. She could not help but feel sympathetic for her rivals. But Otto found that stance dangerous and fragile. They were eventually going to oppose each other. It was disadvantageous to be unduly supportive. Past year had taught Otto that this cliche applied in both commence, commerce, and politics. Try not to brood on it, though. More conversations like this will have to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know Otto-kun's just looking out for me. Excellent. Now, let's finally get on to the topic of Anastasia's faction. They have nowhere to call their base in Lagunica, but they have the backing of important merchants in Kararagi. Stores that considered the idea originally are now springing up all across Lagunica, all with the backing of the Hoshin Trading Company. 
But what does that mean? Maybe there's lots of new stores, but that doesn't mean lots of new support. Oh, there's more people who know her, so she's more visible? That would be a side effect, I think. Her goal is far simpler than that. She can use far much more money. And since money is so simple, it works on anyone. There's no creature of society out there who lives in peace after economic downfall. Making allies of merchants would mean making more friends in the world of business. And being that the economy supported society, holding economic power meant that she could attack and defend that society. It was making allies all over the place, making it nigh impossible to counter her. It was a businesswoman who prioritized her economic strength. I believe the Anastasia's faction is the one that we should be most cautious of. And then we get an invitation from them, and it all feels like we're going to wind up in their debt. Do you understand how immeasurably troubled I ugh. do you understand how immeasurably troubled I am? Hmm. It's really it's finally sunken in really deep. I'm sorry for acting so rashly. Nothing to worry, just as long as you understand. You'll never do anything careless again, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because I'm sure that you understand. Kneeling about her head, and Otto shook in his submission, and wringing out all the air inside his lungs. Otto's clear explanation of matters had made it very easy to understand. Amelia nodded over and over. Indeed, the world of politics was complex and tricky. She already knew that her thoughts of, I'll do my best, let's do our best, would not secure her victory. It drizzled her that she had to pay mind to what the others were doing. She was glad that she had revealed these secrets to her, but it also made far more uneasy. You don't have to agonize over it alone. Otto, imagining how Amelia must feel, Amelia looked up as Otto fiddled his gray hair. Maybe the central figure, but that doesn't mean that you have to do everything yourself. You have this whole carriage with you. This whole carriage? Mr. Natsuki is at the reins. Beatrice-chan is on guard to make sure that he doesn't slack off. Garfield is keeping lookout atop the carriage, and I'm the one who planned our in our itinerary. What do you... What, what do you... What, eh, sorry. what you do is to thank us for all of our work, and we'll bumble our way to Pristella no matter what. Amelia's eyes widened. Depending on what Otto had meant, and at the same time... Indirect phrasing reminded her of something else, making her laugh. <laughs> Otto-kun, you really sound like Subaru. <laughs> what? Truly? Oh no, he must have infected me all over all this time I spent with him. No, please, no, this terrifying thought, it's just... Hey, Otto! What are you talking about so cheerily with Emilia-tan? Emilia-tan smiles on my diet, so you better not steal any! Otto's shoulders hitched up as the person in question butted into the conversation. Otto's reaction made Amelia smile, and Otto smiled back, looking defeated. Come on! What's so interesting? This isn't fair! Beatrice, take over the reins. I'm busting in. No, in fact. Stop, I suppose. I can't. It'll flip over. It's going to flip over, in fact. Look, she's going to flip it over, I suppose. Yells from the driver's seat. Otto resignedly got to his feet, 
a certain impatient knight was probably hitting his limit. Our places and visit the dragons. Otto kun When Amelia called Otto from behind as he prepared to move from the driver's seat, he glanced back at her, and his breath was caught. Amelia's trust smile stabbed him through the chest. I know I'll cause some problems, but I'll still do my best. I'm counting on you. Yes, please do. I'll find my own enjoyment in the scraps. <laughs> that also sounded kind of like Subaru. A bitter smile. Otto stepped over the driver's platform. Subaru and Amelia were both devious. For Otto, stricken with an illness where he felt obligated to answer to the expectations placed on, on him, both of them were lethal combination. All this banter unfolded. Days passed from their departure. Then, Amelia's group safely arrived at the Watergate city, Stella.